three of Left Side Heavy, the podcast, a part of the Blue Wire Hustle program. I am your host, Jevin Fave. Today, I got on, some might say Stallion, some might say Weenie, my cousin, Mitch Ledger. How's it going, Jimmy? It's going good, buddy. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. You're spot on with the, uh, with the Weenie part. That's, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so how you been man now uh, uh you're coaching some uh young pigeons or some young stallions how's that going yeah it's good a, a guy on my on my university team and i are coaching uh adam a4 so we got uh we got the cream of the crop with the a4 team but um no it's it's not bad we got we had a couple of good kids who like to work hard so it's uh it's, it's been enjoyable for sure makes your job easier yeah, definitely. When they, it's nice when they actually listen from time to time. It makes makes life easier on us. Yeah. Have you done any uh, no puck practices yet? Just bag skate them. <laughs> no, dude. We actually haven't done that. Um, some of the parents are like, you should just like skate them sometimes, because they they, they still come out of there with like with so much energy. <laughs> they're like they're like eleven, so they just like buzz like off the walls. It's crazy, but yeah, we ha- we haven't done it yet. Maybe maybe last practice coming up, we'll do it. Yeah, just they think it's a full full scrimmy and just blue line back, red line back. Yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll teach them a lesson. Yeah, is it like Poco Ridge? It's uh, North Shore, North Shore Winter Club. North Shore Winter Club. Ooh, nasty. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Nasty. It's like, what age group is that? So they kind of like changed it up. It used to be like Pee Wee and Adam, and now it's. They call it like U11, so it's like 10, 10, 11 year olds. Is it like decent hockey for the age? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, like the A1 team there is like really good. They're like pretty competitive, and I think they would have had like a good season, obviously, if we were able to play games. But um, yeah, it's 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 pretty decent hockey, and if that age group keeps keeps climbing up the ranks, I think it'll be pretty good. So are you just like assistant coaches with like one of the yeah so basically we're we're co-coaching so it's just like me and me and my buddy and it's been it's been good yeah we're just kind of like splitting roles and chiming in here and there when when we see fit but yeah it's it's been good if i learning from the coaches when you were in adam what they did to you (laughs) yeah learning from learning from wayner when he used to you know he used to (laughs) give me shit and in the car rides home after i play like garbage but (laughs) (laughs) which which happened frequently very frequently wayno's breaking your sticks over the dining room table because you only had one apple instead of two oh dude he would (laughs) we would he always used like two-piece sticks yeah (laughs) so he would always try and get me on the two-piece game and i'm like dude like there's there's like nobody out here using two pieces. Like, what, what am I doing? And he like, <laughs> he would even uh, sometimes for his sticks, he would like get a blowtorch and like heat it up and like doctor curve it himself. Yeah, he would just doctor him <laughs> he's up. Got, and, he's got the banana hook. <laughs> yeah, he's got the crazy OV going. No, he's uh, ridiculous. Does the curve so, and then he sits in the office thinking that he can make one piece <laughs> like OV. <laughs> Yeah, and then he'll like, tell me stories from his beer league game. He like gets ten penalty minutes and like almost gets an assist. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. And then just sits in front of the net for the backdoor tappins, but always misses the puck. Yeah, he misses them. 
<laughs> so when did you start playing hockey? Because you're playing SFU now. So when yeah, did, I, did the journey start? Uh, started when I was six, I think. Wayner, Wayner put me in in hockey when I was six, I believe. Um, yeah, and then it just, just all started from there. Have you always played – like, were you at a point where you're like, I'm just going to do this for fun, and then – suddenly you're like, no, I kind of want to play more competitive or from the start where you always like, I want to play like the highest level I possibly can. I don't, yeah, I don't think it ever like came to a point where I like switched stages. It was always just like, I want to go out there, like try hard, have fun, like do be the best I can. And yeah, I think, I think all that like carried over into wanting to play like rep and keep, keep climbing the ranks. Yeah. One of the, some of my best memories is when um, you guys had the, christmas tournament i think it was was it bantam mm-hmm. when you had all the stick boys and you had big doofus kurt everly as your stick boy and yeah yeah like you kels cack uh i think you had dev stafford on the team as well yeah those yeah, are the good old days right yeah, there yeah colton cook with his red blue and white pads with the purple and black poco unis yeah, you had like a green stick too. Yeah. Like, oh man. Uh I don't know if I don't know if you were there for this, but I think it was like I think I was I, playing like eight day two at the time. Um and like Kells and like Cac, those guys, I think they were playing A one that year. They were all in the stands. And I get like this tap in goal, like yeah. garbage, so bad. And I go to Selly, like jump into the board. You have the video? Well oh, no, dude, I asked totally eat shit it was so funny yeah i asked cack for a story and that was the one he was that was it oh (laughs) you went to go sally like (laughs) and you just told me yeah that's like a top top moment for me it's so funny yeah you probably never heard of the end of that no yeah that always comes up from time to time it's pretty funny so you played junior junior b Mm -hmm. uh, for north van how was that it was like the competition pretty good you guys were pretty nasty weren't you yeah we were we were really good my my first two years um my 16 year old year we ended up winning winning the whole thing going to provincials so that was that was pretty sweet for my first year and i was like oh are we just gonna do this like every year but <laughs> no we had we had some great uh great 20 year olds that like came down from junior a and some one of them even played in the whl he was really good our captain um yeah, it was it was really competitive. There's there's a lot of good like older guys um in the league when I first started and then yeah, I just just kept uh kept playing. It was it was good though. I really enjoyed my time there. Uh you're now playing for SFU. Is that like any different? Is the competition like a, another step up? Or is it you kind of like fit in pretty well? Um I'd say I'd say it's a step up. I mean, you're playing university, so guys are going to be a little bit bigger and stronger. I think one guy from Trinity Western the last couple of years is like 28, 29. <laughs> yeah, he's just a, he's a fossil. He's turning into dust. Married with but, kids. Um, yeah, no, there's a guy on Trinity with a kid, but we won't we won't get there. But uh, no, so yeah, it is it is a little bit. Uh, it definitely was a little bit faster and a little bit of an adjustment period at the start, but um, going into my third season next year, I guess. So um, yeah, hopefully make a, make an impact next year. 
Love to hear it. Love to hear it. So I have you on this week to talk some talk some NHL. And we're going to keep it simple. Talk the Northeast, Central, West, any headlines that we picked up on. You're a Leafs fan. So you guys are having an outstanding year. And I've, I've praised the Leafs the past few episodes, but Matthews has gone down with injury and has missed his second game in a row tonight. But they haven't really skipped a beat. So what do you like most out of your Leafs this year so far? far i mean i think they had the best if not still the best power play in the league they were on a pretty good clip there for a bit at like 30 percent or something which is like pretty crazy um so that's been good for them um i don't know i think obviously matthew's having a gross season he's like on base <laughs> oh, for like 50 tucks oh, which is absurd um but i don't know they're the defense looks a little bit better like they made a couple good like depth acquisitions like guys who can just like not like fill a role but play a spot like in the dressing room too where they can like lead guys like Bogosian like just yeah. a heart and soul guy he'll he'll eat some punches eat some pucks for yeah for the guys in the room um Golders yeah I think Freddie and he's beating the wheels off of the guy yeah exactly <laughs> but no it's it's been good and obviously they're playing they're a fast team so um they're definitely doing that to the best of their ability this year, I think. And it's, re- it's really unfortunate that um, the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons went out with, uh, what did he break his wrist and he, he was out for six weeks? I yeah. think that was one of the most important free agent acquisitions in the off season, not just for the Leafs, but like just in general, because the Leafs needed some weight and needed some like tenacity. And he like he was stepping up like he was getting some of the greasy goals and he was fighting anyone and i think the what i have taken from the lease is that their vets are kind of stepping up thornton's chipping in spets is chipping in but gojan is like like you just said he'll do anything to kind of get the boys going so i think the leafs didn't necessarily get more skillful but they just got more like intense and more ready for for the playoffs because they can ease they were like winning the atlantic when it was the actual divisions like they're a good regular season team but whenever they run into the bees they get knocked so it was just they're they built for the playoffs this off season so i think that was like the most important thing the last few games the canucks they haven't been able to hold a lead and as a Nux fan, it's really getting to me that Benning won't do anything. He's like, I'm looking to trade for 10. And it was like, well, you re-signed him. So you better dig yourself out of this fucking hole. Because you put, you chose him over to Foley and now you want to trade him. And Toffoli has like double digit talks. Mind you, eight of them have come against us. Holtby can't stop a beach ball. Myers is actually having like a half decent year, so I'm not going to put any blame on him. But yeah, have you caught any other Canucks this season? Just yeah, I've I've been I've been watching them. Um, kind of a weird year, uh, yeah. obviously with the Toffoli stuff, and you see like the slow start from like Pedersen and Miller, and I mean Besser. Besser had a good start. Um, 
but yeah, just really weird. And they're trying to treat, I saw on sports centers like for 10 and for that, um, what's his name? Denton Heinen. Yeah. But I mean, you, you signed for 10 and instead of to fully for, I think it might've been like just, just over half the price. So, I mean, I, I don't really see anything in, in Jake, to be honest, like yeah. he's, he's always like the punching bag for the Canucks. Like, Oh, like, like he's a top 10 pick, like, Oh, first rounder. And he's supposed to be really good. And, there's just there's nothing there he's like invisible jim benning's always trying to convince himself like we've yet to see the best of vertanen and i'm like it's been seven years (laughs) you've seen his best already all right jim he had a career year last year and he had 36 points if that's a career year from a top seven pick then i'm sorry but like kick rocks if you got to be doing something other than getting on the score sheet to like impress me but he doesn't do anything yeah i mean like he he tries like sometimes but (laughs) i mean when he'll like throw some hits and stuff like that but nothing to nothing to really like be like oh that was a really good play from rutanen like when's the last time anybody (laughs) said that (laughs) like when he was in junior i don't know yeah even besser before like when jt miller got covid at, right at the start of the year, Jake Vertan mm-hmm. was throwing uh, the first line with Besser and Petey. And Besser was like, man, well, with Jake being on our line, we really got to play, like, good defense and stuff. And basically just chirp, chirping Vertan. And I'm like, it's true. This guy does nothing. He's a liabetic. He'll have the puck. And I just saw it from tonight's game. Like, Canucks did win 4 nothing, But this play from Verdana just proved everyone's point that we should have got rid of him like three years ago. He had the puck in the corner so much time to like turn it up ice, maybe just like chip it off the glass and out, but he waited to take the body, like, like absorb. Yeah. And we were stuck in our zone for another minute and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's, and I see a lot of times too, there's like a, maybe like a two on two. You can like, create create some offense with like a switch like going into the zone and he'll just dump it every time <laughs> it's like dude like get a move or something like I, you yeah <laughs> i saw that the first couple of games when he was with pd and bass three on two vertana gets on the left wall jumps it in and Patterson's like uh, slowing down to be the high guy like at the high slot and he kind of has like he's ready for a shot and vertana just shoots it in and yeah a little chip and chase yeah the turnover and then they're turning yeah, up ice yeah so Jim Benning was just too late to realizing that this guy needs to go and yeah we should have traded him in the off season that was like highest trade value but Jim Benning thought that was the beginning but it's everyone knew that it wasn't like everyone knew that we should have just got rid of him and got the best possible things you know it's bad when like a second round pick is a reach for a player yeah yeah so there was rumors that we were going to trade vertanen for sam bennett because both play or like sam bennett wanted out and they both haven't really played up to their draft stock mm-hmm. i was all in for that trade but then it just never 
came to fruition, but I really yeah, wish I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that trade. Like they're both not putting up stats, and Bennett's more of a greasy player, and Canucks need that. So I thought it it was like no doubt about it, but it just mm-hmm. happened. Um, do you think the Flames coach? I believe it's Jeff Ward, if I'm not mistaken. Do you think he's on the hot seat? Just with how Calgary's been playing lately? I, w- I wouldn't say so. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they haven't been playing spectacular, but I also I also don't think Markstrom's played his best game. Yeah. Um, he hasn't played, like, super close to what he was playing um, in Vancouver last year and a couple years before. But, I mean... I don't think I don't think they generate a lot of offense besides their their first line. I mean, every time I check the stats, like Johnny Goudreau, Johnny Hockey's in there with an assist, or he's always in the mix. Um, so I, I think they they need a little bit more from maybe guys like Kachuk and and like Monahan and guys like that, and even like their second third line guys like like Mangiapane and. Yeah. Um, a couple other guys can help contribute, and I think they'll be – and get good goaltending for Markstrom. I think they'll be a little bit better. Yeah, because even in this condensed schedule, they've been working Markstrom. Like, he's been mm. – every time I turn on a Flames game, he's starting. I'm like, yeah. I'm Riddick's started, like, four games this year. <laughs> Riddick, Riddick played well the past two games, actually. He, like, shut yeah. out the Leafs. And... Which is why I'm surprised, because he's a solid – He's a solid goalie. I don't know why they're working Markstrom so much. Like he ended up getting yeah. like, he he's been on the IR for the past couple of games. So it's like in this game where you're not gonna have more than three days off between games, you can't really work your number one goalie, especially the guy you just signed for six years. You can't really yeah. work him in this like close of a schedule, but yeah, Calgary. I don't know. It's, I think it's been up and down years uh, with this team. But, yeah, especially with, like, Goudreau. He's, he had a down year last year, and he's playing decent this year, and they're still kind of, like, down and up, and they can't really get any consistency. If they kind of – I think you got to wait till the end of the season. Maybe give them one more year after this one because this is kind of a weird year, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, because even there's things about Travis Green being on the hot seat. And I was like, I don't know if he is. Like, he had a, a good year last year. There's no training camp or, like, a really mm-hmm. short training camp. No preseason games. So, yeah, I think it's just a weird year for everyone. But going down to the East, I wanted to get your opinion on this topic. It happened last week. Uh the Panarin situation, him being his, the allegations of him like abusing an 18 year old in 2011, I believe, 18 year old girl. The thing I've, like, I'll get your uh, point on or point of view on this topic first before I move on, but did this catch you out by surprise? Like, what was your initial reaction to this headline? Yeah, I think it caught everybody who pays attention to uh, to the NHL like by surprise um 
I don't know. I heard, I heard obviously from like Chicklets and looking on Twitter and stuff that it's just like one guy making these accusations. It's not like the actual girl coming out yeah. and saying like, oh, he did this, he did that. So I think it could just be a little bit of hearsay or like meaningless stuff just to like, I don't know, catch him off guard or, or something. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know the logistics of it, but I, it's, it's pretty crazy and just to come out saying that stuff about him. Yeah, that's what I found really weird because I, I heard this from Chicklets as well via RA. But, yeah, it wasn't even the girl making the accusations. It was just a guy who was on Putin's side and Panarin's had – he's been vocal about his um, displeasure with him. So he's obviously going to ride with Putin. And that, that kind of really – was suspicious to me because if she's dropped it, if she hasn't, it's been like 10 years. You think maybe, and like 18 is old enough to be like, all right, I'm old enough to like do this. If it was like someone younger than it was like, Hey, I'm going to like at least get to a point where I can actually fight my own case. You know, she'd be like 28 right now and she hasn't done anything. So I, yeah, you, you think she would like think it over, talk yeah. to somebody, not just get this random guy to bring it up. Yeah. Like I think 10 years is enough time to, you know, digest your thoughts about the whole situation. I assume, obviously I've never been in that situation, but yeah, I found it really mm-hmm. weird that it wasn't the girl making the case, but yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. But I, uh, my next point is the Buffalo Sabres and what an absolute, franchise like does jack eichel demand to like get out or some sort of change within the organization because they've been in shambles ever since he got there yeah i don't know i mean getting taylor hall this year was like a a good step um for the organization like obviously signing a big name free agent like that but like i mean when you're when you're healthy scratching player is making nine million dollars for the next like seven years and jeff skinner that's like a bit of a yeah bit of a red flag and they've never had like a number one goalie they never had like significant depth it's just i don't know yeah i don't really know what buffalo is doing over there i don't know who's behind the scenes it's very concerning if i'm a buffalo fan because you have this absolute superstar in eichel and you just, yeah, you got him Hall, but in my opinion, I think he's one of the more overrated players in the NHL. And yeah, it's just like if you're getting like Eric Stahl as like your, yeah, he's put 40 home, but he also wasn't playing in Buffalo. He was playing on a solid Minnesota team. So yeah, I don't know. Like Darlene, there's not much he can do. Like he's doing as well as he can in <laughs> Buffalo down there. So. I don't know what to make of their situation. It's just, do you think there's any like good landing spots for Eichel and any team that can really make a decent trade for him? Not to put you on the spot, but. Yeah, just like, I wonder who has like the cap for it. I know like everyone talks about Colorado being like a team, like a landing spot for free agents or like a trade. With, yeah. uh, for a guy who has like a, a high cap hit, I mean that could be potentially something they could 
they could look at. Imagine like McKinnon and Eichel on the same team. Holy gross. moly. That'd be <laughs> gross, dude. They do some damage. That would be some damage. Yeah, that's unfair. Ranting yeah, and be... Ranton and Eichel and McKinnon. <laughs> it's an all star team. K.O. McCarr. Yeah. Going Byram. Emmy Gerard. Yeah, he's nasty too. Yo, they got some jitterbugs on that team. So yeah, they're they are in it for the next like couple of years. There, yeah. they're looking good for for a good run. I think they just need more. We'll get to the West later, but I just think they need more solid goaltending. But mm-hmm. yeah, so Eichel, I hope the best for him. There's rumors of him maybe going to the Rangers before the start of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard potentially moving like Kako, uh, because I think they had a couple first round picks, if I'm not mistaken, or like a couple decent picks, but like Kako Buchnevich next year's first rounder, because I don't think they were going to give up the first overall pick. No, but I heard I heard some stuff about him going to New York, but I just don't think it turned out to happen. So, yeah, I don't know. All the best to him. But there was uh, some news I saw, or maybe in a couple weeks ago, but Henrik Lundqvist got back on the ice. I don't know if you saw that. But, yeah, I did. Yo, what a tragic story for him. Just signs a ticket in Washington. Like, Washington still has, I think, like one or two runs in them if they get, like, a, another decent piece. But – yeah, what do you make of Lundqvist, and what do you think will happen with him? Because I think he's still indecisive of what he's going to do moving forward, but what's your uh, thoughts on the King? I mean, yeah, he's he's obviously been a great goalie for, for the past 10 years or so. Um, obviously, coming super close to a cup a couple of years with the Rangers. Um, I think it would have been a good – good fit for him in Washington. Me too. Um, I really think there's so. a lot of, there's a lot of veteran presence on that team and they have Samson off who's um, going to try and be their bona fide number one. And Lundquist can help um, get him to that spot. And they probably like split, split the role. I'd say um, yeah. he'd, he'd get a chance to win some games and then get a shot at the cup. So, I mean, hopefully he can, he can make a good recovery. Like you said, he's back on the ice, which is, which is huge to see like so quick after having that, that heart surgery. So I, I hope he comes back. He's, he's an absolute man rocket. So we need, need him in the league. It's so unfair, man. So much money. He's <laughs> got it all. Okay. Yeah. He's so hot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alexi Lafreniere. He's had a really slow start to his first year, but I don't want, anyone to say that he's a bust because he got, he got no preseason action like we've been saying this whole time it's just very odd year especially for rookies but i had this idea that maybe they send him to the a kind of like what they did with kot kanemi what's your thoughts on that idea um i don't think it's a bad idea um, I think, I think people kind of like, 
not overhyped, but like they overlook getting sent to the liners. Like, oh my God, he's going to stay on there forever. Like he's he's never going to play like in the NHL again. At least I think some people think like that, like on social media and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I think it would be good for him get some confidence, like get a lot more touches on on the power play. He'd obviously be like a be a really good player in the NHL. Obviously, number one pick. Um, yeah, get some good touches, like get get some confidence back, and um, it'll be a little bit bit of a slower pace from step down from the NHL, obviously. So I think I think he could put up some numbers there and then come back and hopefully transfer it over. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because the AHL started a bit later than the NHL, so it was kind of it wasn't able to work and all that. But if I'm not mistaken, Rochester's their a uh, AHL team, and they started like a few months, like about a month into the season. And he had a slow start, so why not send him down and, like you said, get him some confidence, let him rip it up down there? Because he, I think he would, like, tear it up. He's he's an extremely talented player. He can do a lot on the ice, so why not get him some confidence and then once he comes back up, he'll be able to just, like, I feel like he's just a lot, like, really overwhelmed. You're playing an MSG in the Big Apple, and this team has like extremely high expectations for you. Like you're obviously not a 56 game uh, season, but like you could be an 80 point guy in your rookie year. Like, and it's just like, bro, like I haven't even played a preseason game yet. Like let the guy get, let the guy get some action. So I never thought the A was a bad idea for him. And Kind of like Jack Hughes, a lot of people said that he should have gone back to school before coming straight to the NHL because a lot of people were saying like he was like he's a bust, but now he's having like a pretty good year in New Jersey. So yeah, I think getting some confidence in like some lower level hockey than the NHL is like a, not a bad idea, just in terms because it's all about longevity, and if you ruin your confidence early on, then it could hamper moving forward so yeah and I think I think he's the kind of guy too you like he um his demeanor is like like really good you, you send him down he'll, he's not the type of guy I don't think to like oh I'm in the minors like this sucks blah 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 he'll be he'll be a guy to take it as as some constructive criticism and um really work hard like work on his game down there and yeah. make that step up again yeah, because Kakanemi, when he got sent down, he was like, I'm excited to get sent down because I'll be able to play, like, first-line power play, top forward line. I'll be getting all the ice time. When he was up with the Habs, he was getting third-line minutes, playing 12 mm-hmm. minutes a game. Like, that's not going to help you at all. So, yeah, like, yeah, just, like, boost your morale down in the A. Uh, another thing I wanted to point out, sticking in New York, the WNHL – um takes place at msg i don't know if you saw is it kendall coin schofield is that her name she was at the all-star game and she did like a 14 second did you see the burst of speed that this woman had no i didn't see the clip no so she went and she pinched at the red line and there's a another defender hanging back at like their blue line and she pinch got the banked off her shin pads and she burst past this defender trying to cut her off totally like 
goes right past her and like she was almost too fast for her hand so she went to the backhand and it just like rolled off her stick yo she's she hasn't lost a step since that all-star game and i think she should make a reappearance back and try and uh get me david to make a run for his money yeah that'd be that'd be sweet to get her back into a game i think i watched it last was it last year or two years ago she was in it last two last year i don't remember yeah either way i mean she yeah. was she was lightning quick um <laughs> That's i think that i think that'd be that'd be sweet for her to go back and do that and yeah hopefully um spread uh spread the word of, of women's hockey some more yeah for real uh moving on to the central patty kane showtime this guy's so sick at hockey man <laughs> he's, he's so, so gross yeah he just hit 400 goals do you have a f- like where does patty kane rank in your like nhl players like today and in his tenure since he's come into the league i think it was what oh six or something oh seven yeah something like that i mean he's he's got to be at least top 10 maybe like top seven yeah like he is just nasty i remember like watching him when they would like play the cup finals against like la and stuff he would him and Taves being a two-on run, he, he rips one in and does his classic on the knee celly and oh, gives it the old jab. He's yeah, I, I remember doing doing a couple of those when I was younger in practice and stuff, just imitating him. But he's yeah, he's he's insane. Like silky his hands. He he always finds a way to get those spinnerama backhand goals to squeeze through and against Carolina. Yeah, yeah he's. How many – he has, like, four of those now, doesn't he? <laughs> I know. Like, it's like every year he comes back and, and one of the, the top cheese. One of them he did, it was, like, short side and fit yeah. it, like, this size hole. Just yeah, like, he's, a, he's a psycho what he can do with the puck. <laughs> it's so unfair. And if Chicago makes the playoffs, is he in the running for the heart? I think he has to be, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's got to be in, in the conversation. I mean, you look at Chicago, like – yeah, what I else had do they ranked, have there? I had them ranked second last to Detroit in that division, and now I think they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, they have this goalie. What is it Lankinen? I think he's yeah, like a rookie. Him. He's like really nasty. Um, him and Debrinket are on fire together, and I mean they're doing all this without Taves too. So yeah, they get him back hopefully later down the road. You want to hear firepower? How, you want to hear how big of a dummy I am? How big? I know you're pretty big already, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like this grows it. Uh, fantasy, my defense is thin, and this is when Debrinkat was kind of cold. So it's a keeper league too. So there's draft picks involved. So I propose to trade Debrinkat in a third, no, in a fourth. Debrinkat in a fourth for Provorov, and fifth. And then Debrinkat gets 50 fucking points in like five games. And now I'm just <laughs> Debrinkat's a top 20 player in fantasy and Provorov just postponed games. He's out for the game for some fucking reason. And then <laughs> has a couple dashes and now he's like not even in the top 150. And I'm just chilling there like, and I got the worst draft pick too. Like, 
Oh god, I just yeah, sick it. move, man, sick move. Yeah, I'm so stupid. <laughs> I mean, Pro Pro Ross a good player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it's just tough that the Brinkley got hot right after you dished him. <laughs> the so yeah, I traded him, and he had like a two goal night the day the night I traded him, and I was like, this like Chicago, <laughs> he can't keep this up, right? Like I knew that like he already had like nineteen points when I traded him. But before that, he, like, wasn't really doing much. And I was like, ah, oh, there's no way. Next game, two goals and an apple. Next game, three apples. Next game, an apple and, like, plus three and, like, five shots. So he's still getting points through that. And I'm just like... <sighs> like, a tears <laughs> just coming down my <laughs> And I'm like, god damn, pro at least just get some blocks, dude. Like, chip is... Yeah, you'll get, you'll get some sogs, some blocks. Couple yeah. of <laughs> so uh, that one i had to eat that one for sure yeah but you hate to see it um columbus has dropped five in a row do you think they do you have an idea of what direction they should go like should they try to blow it up and maybe get some picks or should they try and push for extra pieces because they kind of traded everything away when uh was it Two years ago, Panarin and Bobrovsky's last year, they tried to make a run. So they kind of traded like a lot of their picks away. Do you have an idea of what direction they should go? I don't know. I don't think a whole rebuild would be would be the play. You still got some good some good players like Wierenski and Jones back there. Elvis. Um yeah, Merzlikens. I mean, you just got Line A, he's playing pretty well now to to um since being on that team um you got like atkinson you got like this taxi kid i don't know if you've heard of him but he's yeah yeah um yeah i mean they got some good players but yeah you might have to let one of them go to add some more depth or something i don't know i don't know what the play would be for them but i don't think a full rebuild probably like a on the fly type of move would be would be something to do do you think columbus won that dubois line trade I, I think so. I think the biggest the biggest part of that would be the Jack Rosovic. I think That's you know what you're getting too. yeah, you know what you're getting basically with Line and Dubois, like both really good players obviously, but um Rosovic's played pretty nasty since he's been with Columbus. You saw yeah, that, that sick tuck he had like through the legs. That was that was pretty sick. So yeah, he's he's been good for him. So I think I think I definitely give the nod to Columbus. Yeah, as soon as that trade happened, I was like, I think this Rosovich has to be the X factor in this trade. Because, yeah, yeah like you said, you both know what you're getting out of Lyon and Dubois. Dubois a 200-foot center. He actually does try, despite that, the shift. <laughs> <laughs> what a shift, eh? Holy fuck. This guy was doing <laughs> triple axles in the middle of the ice and not fucking doing anything. But, yeah, Rosovich, I knew he... I've seen, I watched some of the tape on him and this guy like buzzes around. Like he's, he has some speed to him. He just, he finds his way to the net. So I think, yeah, like that was the biggest X factor for me is like, if this guy plays good, then Columbus wins this 10 out of 10. So we'll see. And goals are expensive and line A can put home 40 with his eyes closed. So very true. it's just imagine, it's just um, his, 200 foot game if he can step that up then Columbus all day do you think Torch is on the hot seat 
or should they start kind of like suspecting maybe moving on or has he just had decent success with this team that it's just a slump? I don't know. It's it's kind of tough to say because he's obviously like an old older style coach likes to be hard on guys and um, but I heard uh, like online and stuff um, that guys like playing for him. Um, they like he likes to keep them accountable and they got to give their best effort. Like no matter who you are, no matter what like what you do, you gotta you gotta play to the systems and to the way he wants to play. I mean that's every coach, but. Yeah. is probably a little more demanding in some areas but um i don't know it, it it could definitely happen they could definitely look for somebody else but it's it's tough to say yeah i, I just think towards is i think he fits that mold for, in columbus something about it i i every coach has gone through this and like he swept tampa bay I know that was a couple of years ago, but he still like did it. Like they had a historic season, and he still coached them to do that. He brings fire to a team that doesn't really have a lot of superstars besides maybe Line or Seth Jones. So, I I say keep them, see how the rest of the season goes. If they don't make playoffs, then maybe think of a different kind of game plan for next season. And and if that goes to the shits, then I think maybe they just need a new voice. But. If he, gets, fair, yeah. if he gets fired, then I think he's getting a job within hours, in my opinion. Yeah. Despite, yeah, all, despite all, how big of a hard ass he is, I still think that he's going to be – teams are going to be lining up at the door for him. Yeah, he still definitely has some value. I yeah. agree. Uh, moving on to the West, Zuccarello's turning back time. I don't know if you've kept track of this fucking guy this past few games, but he's been lighting a lamp. Have you caught any of them? I haven't like watched some games, but I've seen highlights of Minnesota. Isn't he playing with uh, Kaprasov? Yeah, probably that. That that uh, that guy came over from Russia. I mean, he's nasty. I saw a couple clips of him. Like his edge work looks sick, and I mean, Zuccarello is a pretty seasoned veteran in the show now, so um, he's probably one of those guys that. Um, get gets into the right areas for for guys like that to give them the puck. And I also saw something, or I heard something on on Sportsnet or something. Um, he's playing with with like two different guys who speak different languages. I think so. He he speaks like Russian for Kaprasov and like another language for somebody else. I don't know if I like that was pretty crazy when I when I heard that. That's that's unreal. Yeah, Imagine that's, that's just, an asset right there. He's just sitting in the middle, and Kaprasov's talking his ear off on his left, and he just speaking <laughs> Russian, and then turns to the right, and he's just talking some other one. That's that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tarasenko, I read an article that he could be making his debut sometime this uh, road trip for the Blues. Do you th- like? Do you think he could make a difference right away, or do you think they're going to limit him because he's been out with that shoulder for quite a bit? Going back to playoffs, he just got another surgery on it that he was rehabbing from. But do you think that he could do some damage, or is it going to take him a few games to get back into the groove? 
Mm, that's, I think, I think he'll do some damage right away. I mean, obviously the training staff and coaches aren't going to put him in until he's like conditioned and like ready to go. So, um, but mind you, he's not really a speed player anyway, but um, I think you insert that guy to your first line power play and into that locker room. I think hundred percent, he's going to make an impact for that team. He's, he's what did he put up like 40 every year, at least 30. Yeah. Like he just like does it every year, like kind of low key. So I think that's definitely a huge piece for them. And they'll, yeah, he'll, he'll, his minutes will probably be a little, a little less the first, first week or so, but yeah, he'll, he'll definitely make an impact. I think. Yeah. I've been stashing him in my fantasy league. That's um, huge. Yeah. I, I got him in like late rounds and I was like, this guy, they didn't say he's going to be season end or like for the rest of the season, maybe ready for playoffs. Like this article was written in November and said four to five months. And I'm like, yo, that's like only a couple of months into the season. Not bad. So I picked him up and I was like, I'll just stash him. Cause he's like, he's a quality player. Like you said, like he'll put back, like he'll put away like 40 goals. Yeah. He has like one of the most underrated shots in the league, I think. He just mm-hmm. his release is impeccable. So, yeah, I think it might take him a couple games. Might just need like a couple second assists to kind of get the groove going. But I think in the next couple weeks, when he like plays consistently, that he'll really start putting up some numbers. But they he wouldn't they wouldn't say that he could make his debut if they thought he wasn't ready. So. Yeah, he has to be making some sort of impact right away. Do you, Jordan Kyra's been playing pretty good this year. Do you think his value goes like down with Tarasenko coming in, or do you think they still roll Kyra, like give him some minutes? Because I think he's earned it. Like, he's yeah, playing. I mean, I hope not. I sniped Kyra in fantasy on the waiver wire, so yeah, that's here. been nice. He's been playing with with uh, O'Reilly, which is never a bad thing. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I mean. That's kind of tough because you obviously know what what Tarasenko can bring, and Kyra's only kind of doing it. This is his first year; he's putting up like good production. Um, I don't know. I think I think you put that's like kind of something you can you can switch in and out. I think they yeah. they're with with Tarasenko coming back, they're gonna have like two like really really good lines now. Um, now that they know that Kyra can put up some production, yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see because watching Kyrie last year against the Canucks in the playoffs he was buzzing around the ice mm-hmm. like, it yeah, was, he was like he looked like he could be a real threat yeah he's, he's fun to watch yeah for sure I have a question here um that I kind of came up with I want you to bring up the divisions right now on your phone okay and what team outside of playoffs? You don't have to do one for each division. Just say like one team that you stands out to you. One team that's outside of a playoff spot, but you see in the playoffs at the end of the year, and vice versa. Like a team that's in the playoffs, but you see them outside of the standings. I mean, what I see right now is Dallas. That's the exact one that I was thinking. They've played yeah, the I mean, amount of games this year, and they have a nasty. Yeah, yeah. Granted, they played sixteen games, <laughs> which is like far less than everybody else. 
Um, but I mean, Radulov's been out, Sagan's been out. Um, yeah, they haven't had the best luck with COVID. They haven't gotten to like a rhythm with games and stuff. Yeah. And obviously you can't practice sometimes with COVID and all that stuff. So yeah, they've, they've had it tough. So I think if they, they get some guys back in the lineup and they get back to their like full scheduled games, I think they can, they can get in. They just need consistent um, lineups because they've guys like Rupe Hintz. He's been healthy and then day to day and then out with a lower body injury and then he'll play, but then he'll be day to day right after and then miss. And it's like, yo, can you fucking figure it out, man? Like, <laughs> take an extra game out so you can get some games in a row. So yeah, their roster's been real filtered. So if they kind of get everyone back or at least just some sort of structure to it, then. I think they yeah, get- I agree. Um, and team in the playoffs right now that you don't see making it. It's a tough one. I guess the only like surprise is Chicago, really. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say like the Islanders because that's gonna be like a tough, tough uh, division with Pitt and Philly and those guys battling it out. But I guess Chicago. I mean. If this Lanikin goalie can can keep it up, then they have a shot. And if Kane and Debrinkit can keep this production up, but that's like relatively impossible to get like two points a game each game for these two guys. So I mean, we'll see. So that would probably be that would probably be my pick. So yeah, I I, I can agree with you. Dallas is a they're in the Cup final last year, so they're a solid team. And Chicago, I just don't think they really have it this year. But I just sent you a TikTok from your girl. And this is knucklehead. I don't know if this is like an inside story between you guys. But it was a very random TikTok that she sent me. And she wanted me to talk about it. So I don't know if you have any intel on this or. Uh, I'm watching it as we speak. I don't know what this is. Yeah, she was like, talk about this on the pod. And I'm like, all right. Rose, what is this video? <laughs> yeah, what is this? How weird is that? You said talk about this on the pod? Yeah, like, what the fuck is he doing? Well, yeah, I guess it is like pretty weird. He is using ice skates on a, <laughs> on a street. Those crossovers are mean, though. He's carving. Yeah, he's buzzing, though. I got to give it to him. I don't know why he's <laughs> Well, good for him. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> Sick, Rose. <laughs> uh, so before we kind of go into the segment that I wanted to do, uh, your boy Cac sent another story, and all he told me was to ask him about strawberry rhubarb growers. Your favorite. Oh. So I don't know Jesus. if you have a story behind that or a couple stories or an incident that happened. But I mean, I mean feel that, free to if you want. Jesus. <laughs> that was, it's not like, it's just like so stupid when we were back, uh, I think we were in grade 12. Um, everybody went to, and you guys did too, went to Whistler for a May yeah. long weekend. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did that and you rent you rent your houses and stuff and your little your little condos with with your pals. So we went and um obviously we're like 
what 17 at the time so we're drinking yeah. just like the sweetest drinks ever we have like no taste for booze yet <laughs> so the boy the boys are drinking the boys are drinking some growers the two liter growers oh and i don't know I've had my i've had my time with that <laughs> oh everybody's had their their growers nights buddy yeah it happens but um he i don't know we we would just we had uh maybe one or two of those um between a couple of us and we would just like rip around like people's rooms and in the village just like scream like barbo and like oh here we go like just like the dumbest shit like being drunk idiots like we were but yeah that was that was that was a funny thing for a while we would just we would just scream out to like afterwards like at parties and stuff just like be complete delinquents that's a legendary so i wanted i had a little project for us a little some homework and I wanted to go over our projected 2022 Canadian Winter Olympic team. And I got four lines with um, a 13th forward and an extra, and then an extra defenseman along with the seven, and then three goalies. So I don't know what you brought, but maybe we can kind of do some comparing and see if you'd swap any person out for this kind of person. And I think with every team out there there's going to be a solid foundation of players that every it's going to be the same on every team it's like four or five or like a few defensemen that's going to be switched out but we'll go uh i don't know if you did it in lines or just like a list of players how did you construct your your roster um i just kind of like put the forwards in the lines yeah they're not like center left wing right wing I didn't really do that I just kind of put some players together but yeah like you said there's obviously a consensus for like I'd say 10 forwards for sure like four four five d and then a goalie or two and then a couple are couple are kind of like coach's choice or whatever so I kind of put them in the lines Mm -hmm. kind of based off maybe like connection style of play and then the other, I don't really, I just kind of threw them in. But I got the dog with Crosby and Stamkos. Yeah, I actually have that for my first line, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. can't really go wrong there. Yeah. I I sent it to um, Brando, Brando Goff, yeah. knucklehead. He said he'd put Crosby with Bergeron and Marchand. Which I also wouldn't hate, but I just I like Bergeron in the middle, and I don't like Crosby on in the middle too. So, but I that's also, a problem, man. There's so many good centers for Canada. Yeah, yeah, like there's some players I left out, and I'm like, you put that on like Canada B, and they can yeah the gold. Yeah, they'd have a sick team still. It's crazy. Yeah. So my second line, I got McDavid centering Mitch Marner and Braden Point. Okay. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Just they're they're so like McDavid's That's McDavid. Such a that. dynamic line. Yeah, it's a couple small wingers, but they can put ninety to a hundred points together. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, so did you have point on your team or any of those three guys? I had. McDavid, Marner, and Shifley. Oh, 
Okay. But I, I, I would put I would put McDavid in the middle. I just have it written out here. But um yeah, yeah McDavid center, um, Shifley and Marner on the wings. Yeah, I got Shifley um as well. He's just with a couple other legends. And then my third line is Marshawn, Bergeron, and Stone. Yeah, I have uh, my third I have point Barzell and Stone. Oh. That line would be disgusting. Yeah, that'd be good. You get some some water bugs, and then you got Stone holding yeah. it down for him. Yeah, hundred percent. Just, just give those guys the puck. Honestly, it'll skate circles <laughs> yeah. around people. Yeah, and then my fourth line. This is the line I, I think I like the most. Uh, Huberto on the left, O'Reilly up the middle, and Shifley on the right. Or it doesn't really matter, but. That's a line I, I like. You got the factor okay. who can do it all. Huberto. The factor. Who can dish it, score it, and then Shifley can snit. And then they're all pretty good. At least two out of the three are good 200-foot players. And then I got Barzell as my 13th forward, but you can throw him in anywhere and he can work out. And then my extra player is Couturier. But that was a guy I was like – I don't know. It's it's so hard making this team, but who did you have yeah. as your last few forwards? Um, how about uh, O'Reilly's nickname, The Factor? I've talked about that with Kells before. That's just like the sickest nickname you it's can get. The Factor. Crazy. Yeah, I can't get um, any better than that. Yeah, that's that's pretty ideal. Um, I have Bergeron, Marshawn, Little Boston. Oh. You uh you cut out there. You cut out at Marshawn. So I couldn't really hear you. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> um right wing Tavares on that line. Oh Johnny T. Johnny. And then um thirteenth forward I have O'Reilly and then Huberto as well in there for an extra. Yeah, I got Kateria just because he's so he can play up and down, and he's a good 200-foot guy. I left Tavares mm-hmm. off, but that's – I think he could easily make that team. But yeah. It's so tough. My The defense is what I had a pretty tough time with because you want to throw experience on there, but there's so many young studs that can take their place. But I want to put, like – Doughty there, Weber there, because they're not like they're older, but they're still. You can use them in like an effective way. So, my first deep here, I got well, my defense is I got Petrangelo, Makar, Shea Theodore, Morgan Riley, Thomas Shabbat, Dougie Hamilton, Drew Doughty, and then my extra Shea Weber. So, I don't know what you got but kind of similar um i have riley and mccarr and then petrangelo and brent burns oh burnsy brent burnsy i think he can make a make a push for it um then i have dougie hamilton and weber and then i just put another one for 
um, in case because they might take eight. Uh, Shabbat and Theodore. Okay. Yeah, taking eight would make more sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Yo, there's, yeah, some extras I put: Burns, Giordano, Darnell Nurse. He's having a good year this year, and then like Ryan Ellis, he's good on the Preds. But yeah, you can throw anyone in there, and I wouldn't really be surprised. But mm-hmm. yeah, Doughty was the one I had trouble with because it's like he's he's older, but he's still like he's having a good year this year. Yeah off your last year la's not that good of a team does he still have it or does he not is he washed i can't really tell with the guy but like he's he's been there both times so i felt like he had to but like i it also makes sense if he didn't but yeah did you have Doty or no i i did not he's obviously still a good player and he's making like 11 mil or 10 mil, whatever it is. Must be nice. But, um, yeah, must be nice. I don't know. He's just, I don't know if he's like, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have the step he once had. Um, I mean, you look at a guy like Shabbat, who I have in there, like probably instead of him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He's just like, I wouldn't say more versatile, but he like skates way better. And I feel like the Olympics coming up is going to be a lot quicker than, previous years with all the young talent coming through the pipeline for um each country so yeah yeah that's that's just why i went with shabbat instead i agree with that 100 i have shabbat too but i, mm-hmm. I have Dowdy as like the seventh d so he's not really gonna yeah get but uh who are your goalies i got three goalies this is kind of tough um cause there's a lot of good tenders and yeah like holtby and couple other guys didn't make it for me i got the price price probably n- number one um mark andre mark andre backing up. guys having a year yeah he is and carter hart get some get some young experience in there all right mine i have two out of the three the same yeah i don't have mark andre there but that was that's a good pick. I got Price, Hart, and Mackenzie Blackwood. Really? Yeah. That's kind of kind of left field, but also not because he's he's pretty sick. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like he's the third goalie, so I don't know. I don't think he's getting. He might come in like bar an injury or. Maybe if they're playing Belarus and they want to give Price a rest. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I think Blackwood, he's been playing lights this year when he's been healthy. And he's a good young goalie. I like Flurry though, too. We both didn't have Bennington. And I'm so happy he didn't have Bennington because I think he's, after that cup, he's never, I think he was like a half-season wonder, in my opinion. Do you also see what he did the other night? Oh, yeah. We need to talk about this. He's an absolute nut bar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, giving guys head fakes. I think he, like, faked a punch to Eric Carlson. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? Right after he got lit up for, like, three goals. Yeah. Like, you just got yanked. Like, go <laughs> fucking take a shower. And sit in the yeah, he's such a post bag, man. I, I was seeing, like, comments on Instagram. 
And it was like, he's got fire. This is what we need in the league. I'm like, fire is different than being an absolute drama queen. Like this guy yeah. can't accept an L. He's chirping guys that just lit him up. And then Dubnik, <laughs> Dubnik wants to tilly with him, but he just pushes him and skates away. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah know. he's – I don't know. Yeah, like you said, he's. it's kind of tough to put that Cinderella performance he had back together. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I can't really see him making it. Good goalie still, but yeah, not, but not as good as others. Yeah, I'd rather take Hart or Blackwood over him all day. But so those are our Olympic teams. Now it's time for the press. You guys sent in questions. I got a few here. One from the one and only Rosie. And who's the bigger weenie? Mitchie, Mitch, or Ledge? <laughs> I mean, all of those are me. So I guess I guess I'm, I'm the biggest weenie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just gotta give Rosie the respect of the question, but yeah, and yeah, she she wanted to get involved, so <laughs> yeah, I respect it. <laughs> um, this one comes from a couple guys of Speak Your Peace podcast. I've had them on the last couple times. Very good guys. Go check out their podcast, Speak Your Peace. Follow them on Instagram at Speak Your Peace. First one comes from the host of the show, Ian McNaughton. <clears throat> And it's a hypothetical trade for a guy we were talking about earlier, Jack Eichel. Besser Yulevi in a sec- 2021 second rounder for Eichel, who says no. Buffalo. But what do you think of that trade? And is he kind of on the right track? Besser Yulevi in a second. 2021 second rounder for Eichel. I mean, she's I think I think they do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would do that, I think. I mean, Eichel's like who? Oh, if I'm who? I would do it. I would do it if I was the Nux. I don't know yeah. if I would do it if I was Buffalo. That that's what I was answering for. He said who says no and I think Buffalo says no. I don't think they do that, but if I'm the Canucks, I do that all day. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, I um, I th- I was actually funny that this got brought up because I was talking to Moslenko mm. about this, and this is when he was absolutely buckled. But he went to the Instagram DMs and he somehow got a hold of me. But he said, "Let's move Pedersen." bad contract or two and or a bad contract and a pick for Eichel and Ristolainen. Whoa. You're only going to get Eichel. You're not going to get Ristolainen. Yeah, too. that's what I was thinking. That's I was crazy like, town. Yeah. And especially if he throws in the bad contract, I don't think Buffalo would do that. I think it'd have no, to be, they would not do that. It'd have to be a prospect for sure. Ristolainen's like their number two defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think he was off his rocker with that one, but yeah, I have another beer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this this foregoes uh, Ian's question. 
Besser Yolevi in a second, 2021 second rounder for Eichel. Canucks do that all day. And I don't think Buffalo would do that. Agreed. If it was Patterson Yolevi and a second rounder, then I think Buffalo could do it. Just because I think Petey brings more to the table. I agree. That's a bit more of a. Because Besser's pretty one dimensional. He's not as good of a skater as Eichel. He can shoot the puck, but he's had some kind of injury history the past couple of years. So, and Yolevi's is looking good this year, I think. I think he's lost his bust status, in my opinion. He hasn't necessarily put up the points, but I think if you actually kind of watch him, he holds down some pretty good players defensively and makes some pretty good plays. So, I think if you threw replace Besser with PD then I think that could be a pretty even trade because Eichel's Eichel's Eichel. We were talking about him earlier. He's so nasty. He's big, strong, can shoot the puck and doing it all in Buffalo. So, yeah. Thanks for the question, Ian. And last question comes from Scott Conkin. He's another creator for Speak Your Peace. He said, he asks, what's the best NHL video game all platforms? Yeah. Wow. Um, Pretty good question. Geez. I mean, a couple come to mind like right away. Me too. Big, big one for me was NHL 06 for, I think it was for GameCube. Mine was that one, that one would get abused back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> me and some of the boys would play that like all day. Um, but then you can't, well, I can't look over NHL hits. I think it was 2002 or whatever. Did you ever play that one? I don't think so. I got into video games pretty late, but yeah, I, I got into NHL 03 with Iggy with the Blaster logo. Yeah. I abused that like none other on the old GameCube. Yeah, that's a classic. I got a, I got a funny story. My, I asked for NHL 2007 for, I think that might've been the first year I got my, my Xbox 360. Yeah. Um. So I I go to I think I I got it for Christmas for a birthday or something, and I open it up out of the package and it was for PC. <laughs> yeah. Sue Sue bought it for PC. I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, it just didn't work. <laughs> I like tried on my PC and my PC is a piece of garbage, so it obviously didn't work. So that was that was a tough moment for me, but you know, Sue, come on, yeah. drop the ball there. <laughs> yeah, drop the massive ball. So that that one collected dust forever. <laughs> Return it to you have to pay like EB Games to take it back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta give him your car. Or you can so take maybe the game. find find some room on the shelves. Yeah. But, Game that stands out to me was NHL 14, where you could throw the hip checks. That was like kind of the last of its kind. Like you couldn't really do like any hip checks after that. Game caught a little bit too realistic. You could skate right into the boards, throw a hit, and just injure your player. Like the mechanic, you could do goalie hits, and you can get away with it. That game was always fun when I played at my buddy's house. But yeah, NHL isn't what it used to be. But 
they had some heaters back in the day. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. Thank you for listening. Mitchie, where can they find you on the socials? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I think it's Mitch, Mitch underscore letter. If you guys want to head over there, see some uh, below some- average content that I do not post because I never post. But I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll be on there, buddy. See some sick SFU picks with the full cage. Yeah, I'm I'm onto a bubble now, buddy. Bigger and better. Onto a bubble. Yeah, I can actually see. Sick. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know where to follow me at Jevin.lefave on Instagram, at JevinLefave on Twitter, at LeftSideHeavy underscore on Instagram and Twitter for the podcast page. Don't forget to subscribe, download the episodes, leave a rating and review. Kind of gets the algorithm going, gets it more out there. So that would be extremely helpful. And Leggy, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it, buddy. I'd love to have you on again if you can make the cut. But this time, so I'm sure you got it in you to do it again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, buddy. It was fun. Let's do it again.